0: With over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making Teacher Cast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 208. Today, we're going to be diving into one of my favorite topics data. That is right. We're going to be diving into data, figuring out numbers, charts, graphs, and I have a fantastic instructional coach from the great state of Ohio and the Cincinnati area from a fantastic company called Forward Edge. And today we are going to be learning all about why data, how data, and if this is not your jam, I promise you, I'm going to be able to give you at the end of this all the resources that you need. All the links for today are going to be over on show number 208. But if you head on over to TeacherCast today, And check out our resources. We're going to be showing you how to do dashboards. We're going to be showing you how to do Microsoft Forms. We're going to be showing you how to do Google Forms. We're going to be showing you the value of spreadsheets. And we're looking to put together some live shows. I am looking forward to all of this. I know I'm a data nerd and you should be too. But if you like this show, please do me a favor. Like, subscribe, share this with your friends. The one thing that I've been learning is after 200 plus episodes, there are so many different coaches out there that we've affected. And I want to say thank you guys for making TeacherCast your home. For professional development. My first guest today is an instructional coach for the Forward Edge company out in Cincinnati, Ohio. She also has a bachelor's of science in French education, something that I'm interested in diving into a little bit. <laughs> I want to bring on today my good friend, Miss Lisa Kuhn. Lisa, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach.
2: Thank you, Jeff. I am doing well. Thank you. How about yourself? I am so good.
1: By the time people are listening to this episode today, I should be writing. Space Mountain and having a good time with my triplets. And I know that's a bad way to start off the show, but, uh, you know, we've, we've been doing a lot of great content over the summertime, and it's all because... I've taken the kids to Disney World this week. So we're having a good time with it. How's your summer been? You were uh, you were also at the ISTE conference, weren't you?
2: I was, yes. And it was quite busy, um, but I did get to steal a few couple of days beforehand to visit an old friend of mine that I've known since fourth grade. So he and I got to hang out for a couple of days and then I got to just enjoy the hustle, bustle and craziness of ISTE. <laughs>
1: I hope everybody came out okay. There is going to be a show where I stop saying this, but I mean, I I walked out a little bit more positive than I should have. Uh, Everybody in, in your group came out safe and healthy?
2: Yes, Um, we had a couple of COVIDs, um, but considering we had a group of about 20 down there, I think we did pretty well. We have three.
1: And when you say a group of 20, we recently did a show with your colleagues at Forward Edge, but in case anybody hasn't checked out that show, uh, talk to us a little bit about what you do. What is Forward Edge? What is it all about?
2: Okay, so Forward Edge actually started as a An ed tech company focusing on the hardware, the devices, the networking, the cabling and about six or seven years ago, um, our director, Katie Ritter, came on board and created the curriculum and integration team, which is us coaches. And we have been growing ever since we work with schools local here to the Cincinnati area. Um, We're a Google partner. And so what we were doing at ISTI with our group of 20 was we were actually running the Adaptive Learning Lab that Google hosted. And we had, I think, eight or 900 individuals come through, which was absolutely amazing. Um, it was a great time. And then in addition to all that, we also run our own podcast. We post webinars. We do virtual coaching. We do PDs of all sorts and we've even reached out um, into the international world and had a google boot camp for a group in trinidad and tobago not too long ago
1: wow that sounds like an amazing adventure
2: how did everything go um it was virtual so it would have been a lot better live (laughs) (laughs) but no it went great it went really well
1: (laughs) I am excited today to have you on because when we reached out and we started to talk after ISTI, you had a session at ISTI that was unlike all the others. And, and I say that because many of the coaches were doing, you know, five things you need or five ways to use, or here's my favorite digital tchotchke or something. And you've been focusing on, wait for it. <laughs> Yeah, drum roll. Data. And 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 this is something that I think every coach needs to hear. I think this is something every coach needs to understand. This is a topic that whenever I start talking and pontificating about data on the coaches network, everybody's like, what? And it's only the it's only four letters. D A T A, like data. How do we mm-hmm. use it? How do we leverage it? If you have any questions about that we are going to be talking about that today we're even going to be doing some live shows about it and showing you how to collect it but lisa why is it important that coaches not be thinking just about the classroom but thinking about the data collection
2: i've learned a lot about data (laughs) um i must admit that i've always appreciated it but it was always very scary to me because it could be so overwhelming but as a coach, I've learned that it's very important to be collecting it and using it to basically do what we're trying to get our teachers to do, and that is to inform our instruction. Um, with that data, we can see, you know, where the strengths and weaknesses are of teachers. Um, we can get the strengths and weaknesses of ourselves, and we can be working on constantly improving everybody for the, for the benefit of the students, ultimately. That's my nutshell nutshell pitch. And I couldn't agree more. And when we're looking
1: at this concept of data, let's just kind of talk broad and then we'll kind of go in a little bit here. Absolutely. I have a feeling that when you have a coach that was a traditional classroom teacher, you know, they're focused on the lessons, the creativity, the curriculum, all of that stuff is important. Yes. But now you're living in the administrative part of education, Mm -hmm. And I've always said the way to an administrator's heart is through data (laughs) and charts and graphs. Yes. And and it's important that today we make that decision to start thinking like an administrator, Mm -hmm. because ultimately it's the administrator Signs you up to teach and coach for the next mm-hmm. school year, and so Absolutely. how do we balance that creativeness, the curriculumness, the educationness with the data that is needed to help us survive as coaches and keep our positions alive?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I like the way you worded that. Um, it first of all take baby steps. Um, if anyone who is either new to or scared of the, the whole data picture, um, do it in baby steps and and start with something as simple as Google Forms. Um, It will give you basic charts and figures that you can show to the administration. So whether it be something like feedback about a PD that you gave or if you're doing coaching cycles and you have a reflective kind of survey that that the teachers do to to give to you, you can share all that as concrete evidence with the administrators. Um, It does not take a lot of time. Um, once you get going, but it is something that is so critical because no matter what stories we tell, which are all important, right? Right? Those, those day to day stories, those bright spot stories are all important in talking to the administrators. But it is that data that is really the anchor for us and the hook to get those those administrators to keep pulling us in and using us for what we're there for.
1: I look at it this way, and and and. Oh. Sit down for this one for a second, and I'm, I'm yeah. kind of weird, but, you know, our jobs is to essentially tell the story of what's happening in the classroom. Exactly. When we speak with our uppers, we tell these amazing stories of how teachers are transformative and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, what we want to do is, do we want to get our bosses excited about those stories to then share with their bosses? Yes. And so, if you're thinking of the whisper down the lane game, you're going to tell a story of how you walked in and you saved the day, and it was great and it was wonderful, and the students were reacting and all this great stuff. And the boss is going to turn around to their boss and go. Lisa was wonderful, and and, and what what is going to back that up? And what's going to back that up is you're going to he's going to say here, she's going to say Lisa worked with thirty four teachers this week, and out of those thirty four teachers, seventeen of them were doing this. And look at all the charts and graphs because you want that upper to then go to the board of ed and go fund the program. So right. look, I, I'm I'm a little weird with this. It's but it's it is a personal journey for me here. To okay. make sure that no matter what we're doing, it's self-preservation, right? Yes. Like we need to make sure that – because look, the teachers don't care about this data we're collecting. And in my opinion, the teachers don't even need to know that we're collecting the data. It's just <laughs> a matter of making sure that we have this cycle of, of, of you know, what's going on. When we're looking at things, you had mentioned something. I'm going to ask you a pointed question here because I think I know your answer. Okay. You had mentioned Google Forms and we'll say Microsoft, like, you know, some kind of a form. Yes, For so many coaches, they start off the year by using their calendar to keep data. What's your thoughts on
2: that? I will tell you, the only thing I use my calendar for is for scheduling appointments.
1: (laughs) And I think that's the right answer. And I think that's the right answer because when your principal or leader or whoever comes to you and says, "Lisa, how busy have you been?" You're not going to show them this visual. They right. can't take a visual with no. them. I, no. I'm sorry, I'm going to be preachy today, but but this is so important for anybody listening. You like you need to be able to package your story to be passed on to somebody else. Yes, that Very has a budget, so. right? Like that. Yes. that's the cycle here, right? Um.
2: Well, I, and I and along those that. lines <laughs> too, Jet, Well, along those lines, a, a lot of times as coaches, we're focused on what we are doing or yep. what the teacher is doing, yep. and ultimately, it really helps to be collecting data from the students as well. And a lot of times, when we're working with teachers, they're the ones collecting that data. Yes. So. It's important for us to work with those teachers so that we can get a hand on that data to also share with the upper echelon who makes those decisions. Because it's, again, it's one thing for us to tell the story with or without the data included. It's another thing for the teacher to be included in that storytelling. But when you bring back the impact that it's having on the students, that's that's the golden egg right there because that's ultimately what administrators are that's, that's
1: what they want. That's their end goal. I say that again, because when we're looking at this and, and we're going to talk about this a lot on the show, we're going to talk a lot about this in the instructional coaches network, like subscribe, etc. You know, <laughs> I always try to give my uppers, uh, I, I'll call it my dashboard, right? Here's uh-huh. the, here's the numbers up on top and then here's links or here's embeds or, you know, here's, here's the projects that are the product, of the hard work the hard work of your administrators hard work of you know because really all of this comes from the fact that the district has a strategic plan the strategic plan says uh students will be amazing how do we get there you are the through like students are going to be amazing through the work you do Mm -hmm. you can only show the value of the through through the numbers so i always start my chart you know here's all the numbers by the way and then by the time you get down your data chart, it's, oh, here's this great Google Slides thing, or here's a s'more, or here's a an audio, whatever it happens to be, like, give the whole story. Yes. And so when we're talking about this, let's talk a little bit about the data collection. Um, you've been changing these words around, and you've been calling it thread counts. And I love this analogy. Um, Talk to me about this because when I looked at your presentation, I was just floored, but I want you to walk me through. And and by the way, the presentation and stuff from like all the links are going to be over here on our show notes, episode 208. Check it out. What are you talking about when you say thread counts?
2: Well, let me just share with you where the name even came from because there's a little story behind that. Please. Um, When we were at McCall earlier this year, Um, we were scheduled a group of we have our webinar and it happened to be that one of our webinars was scheduled to be recorded while we were at McCall and the topic happened to be data related and someone (laughs) said oh my you're gonna have to go back to the hotel room to record this webinar because there's no place quiet enough and then they're gonna see your bed in the background And so the joke became that it was going to be a webinar about data between the sheets. Of course, they never changed that title. So we took it and ran with it. And we decided, okay, what is it about this thread count? How can we make it fun? Because data can be overwhelming to people who are not those logical data thinkers to begin with. So the idea is with a thread count is you have your basic linens that are like 80 to 140, you know, weave count, very basic minimum. And for us, that translates into something like a Google Form or a Microsoft Form, where you just get that basic information back. You have not manipulated it. You've not modified it. You've not conditionally formatted it, nothing. It's just the raw data as you've gathered it. The idea is to take data up. And as Emerald used to say, bam, right? Um, Maybe some of you aren't old enough yet to remember him. Um, But the idea is to grow and increase your thread count so you've really got some cool data stuff going on. So when you move up to the second category that we had, which was cotton, you're now moving up to the 200 to 400 thread count. Um, That's where you start some basic sorting and formatting. Okay, So you might sort from highest to lowest or sort by classroom, sort by teacher. Um, You might also start conditionally formatting. When you get up to sateen which is 300 to 600 that's when you're really starting to jump in you're using formulas and charts and tables and that can be very scary for those who are not data-minded right so we've opted to offer a fourth option which is the egyptian cotton it is the thread count of all thread counts <laughs> And what we have found very useful and helpful at the Egyptian cotton level is a tool such as Data Studio. Even those people who are scared of data can create these incredibly visually rich charts to share with their admin. They're easy to read. It easily gets the information out. But it really takes that data up to a whole new level that is not really is easily attained just by your formulas and simple manipulations within sheets to begin with.
1: This is not difficult. This just takes a little bit of planning. And the reason why I think this system is so genius is because you don't have to go to level four in August, but you do have to start at level one because for so many coaches, me included, You get to a certain point of the year and you realize I don't have data. I don't have what I need. And for Mm me, you know, the reason why I'm passionate about this is because I got to the to the end of my first year and my superintendent, who was my supervisor, says, tell me what you've done. And I didn't have the right answer. Mm-hmm. He was looking for visuals to share with the board. And yep. I came in and, and I, I wasn't able to talk at the altitude. Right. And, and and you know, anybody who's been listening to this show for any of the 200, like, that's where my craziness comes in is because there you are looking at your boss. and He's like, I love you. <laughs> show me why. Right. And I didn't have the tools to, to answer the question.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And... When we're looking at this, what is the, let, let's go back to step one, right? Your 80 okay. to 100. Points. What are those basic data points? Like, what, you know, when I walk into a classroom, I should be looking, I don't want to say looking for, that sounds observational, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would assume it's how many times did you work with a teacher, right? Like, what are some of those mm-hmm. basic things that if I was listening to this podcast and said, I want to make a form tomorrow, what is it? What are those basic things that I need to know?
2: So some things that I really like to keep track of are what is it that I was doing with that teacher? Was I coaching them through a coaching cycle? Was I co-teaching with them? Was I um, helping them with one of those, you know, little fires that, that happen and record some of the information related to that. Some of the details. I like to know how often, I am in there. So I'll put the dates in there to see, you know, when I was there, how long I was there. Um, I think those are some key elements just at the surface level um, for me to collect as a coach. And then I need to support it with the evidence, shall we say, the evidential data of the teacher outcomes and the student outcomes.
1: And when we're looking at that and when we're putting together a form, I... Mm -hmm. I it's important for coaches to know what Lisa just said. These are drop downs. Like if yes. I'm if I'm gonna go black and white here and if I'm gonna, you know, show you the data, Google, Microsoft Forms here, like what I do is I find the list of all of my teachers and mm-hmm. I just drop them into the you know the drop down question type. Yes. And I and I bring this up, Lisa, because I, I you know, working with a lot of coaches, I, I see a lot of them have the open-ended question. Oh but yeah. Oh no. You don't wanna be typing in no. a teacher's <laughs> name, right? <laughs> um my recommendation is you do this all in one because i can do a question for name i can do a question for grade i can yes. do a but what i end up doing is i say fifth lisa is uh, something you know maybe school d- d- depending on how you do things right so that right. way and, and the reason i do that is because my philosophy says that every google form Microsoft Form is uh-huh. a spreadsheet waiting to happen. Oh yeah! So you want you want to be creating your forms for the spreadsheet, and if I have, yes. you know, so basically, you know, start thinking about the data as you're building the form, right? So like yes. for me, I would put like five Lisa's science or something like that. So that way, I just know it it all works. Yes, and I I, I like to build my forms and then I stick them on my phone you know you you take the link you put them on your home screen and it's just like an app on your phone how how do you do you wait till you go back to your room your office like how do when do you do the the data I,
2: I wait till I go back I wait till I'm at my computer as you can see I am of a certain age I have my natural highlights okay well the audience can't see I have some natural highlights and I've got the bifocals so my eyes do not like working on the phone screen Okay. So I usually wait. Either I'll take a minute before I leave the teacher's room, or I, when I return to my office, I'll fill out that information. A point to something I'd like to piggyback on, though, for you, your point about building the form with the mindset of looking forward to that spreadsheet data. The drop down is going to be your friend when it comes to being able to analyze this data. Every time you type something into a form, if you type it in slightly differently, so maybe you capitalize Lisa this time or you put a space in front of it, the spreadsheets might see it as different data and not see it as all the same information. So as much as you can use drop downs for your questions to make all of the answers exactly the same, um, do that. And um, one of the biggest lessons I got about data was use long narrow data not wide data and the person who presented that used data from star trek and had a short squatty data and a tall skinny data to to visualize it so it really stuck with me and what that means is you want each question to represent one piece of info one piece of info yes (laughs) yes So instead of, this. what tools yeah. do you use on a regular basis and you have them list 20, you gotta reformulate those questions in such a way so they're giving you one answer at a time.
1: Lisa, if I wasn't already married. <laughs> I totally recommend. Okay, so like and and by the way, Lisa and I are having fun right now, but if you have any questions about this, mm-hmm. over on Teacher Cast, I have many podcasts on this topic i have many blog posts on this topic i have downloadables for how do you and videos for how do you create data data studio data like all of this stuff we have yes. right so if you're if you're questioning it check me out also check out all the stuff over on forward edge dot
2: forward dash edge net forward
1: dash slash net we'll make sure you have all the links on that um when i first created my form i did the 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 boxes right like what tool did you use many options check 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 yes horrible <laughs> horrible horrible and the reason is is because if you go check 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 and you put that into sheets or into excel excel doesn't understand that mm-hmm. way of thinking no. so you have to do god we're data nerds right now so Uh you have to do did you use sheets yes or no did you use docs yes or no Uh and your form might have a hundred questions quote questions to it but that's where knowing your spreadsheets and obviously it looks like me so that's going to be another episode there's (laughs) there's a reason for all of that stuff right and but 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 you don't want to spend too much time doing things that you don't want to spend too much time on. I'll give you an example, and Lisa, I'll let you, uh, you know, expand on this. But mm-hmm. you know, now's the time we're having those conversations. Hey, Mr. Principal, hey, Mr. Supervisor, whatever. What are some of the things you're looking for this year? Great. Put that in your form. Mm-hmm. Don't spend your time taking minute data on things that like you don't care right. about. But you know what? If your district just bought Nearpod, I'm going to make a chart that says, how many times has Nearpod been used? I know they have that analytic in the back end, but you want to show how many times you've helped Nearpod because again, there's a dollar value with that transaction. And
2: exactly, exactly. And to go a step further with that is, I I think it helps some of us coaches get this idea if we actually help a teacher do something with data Ooh, because why? Again, we're in our little tunnel sometimes. Um, And one of the clearest pieces of evidence I ever got was working with a third grade teacher who she wanted to use forms as a way to have her students self-reflect about the lessons they were doing. So she had a pre-assessment and a post-assessment self-reflection, and she would use the standards for the chapter as the questions. And it was, I understand whatever this concept is, yes, yes kind of, never heard of it before, kind of a thing. But she found that she didn't listen to me at first when I said, make it very basic, (laughs) very linear. She, (laughs) exactly. she, She found that as she was asking these questions, before and after she was slightly changing the options that she gave students instead of keeping it the same. So instead of yes, no, maybe so kind of a thing, it was, Oh yeah, got it now. Or Nope, still don't have it. And it's like, Nope, we got to keep it the same. We got to keep it linear so that the, the spreadsheet can see it for what it is. And when you change, you can't, you hit it, it. just, it can't compare it. It, goes wonky
1: (laughs) and that's why i think it's important that we have this show now why we have this conversation now it's okay to add right like in the middle of the year you're gonna start doing wee video great add it in there um but to change yes that's where people get messed up with things Mm mm-hmm you're going to have a meeting in the middle of november and the boss is like hey we're doing this great figure that one out add it to your form make a new form do something with it um you know strategic plans don't change but the the minute bullet points in the middle of the year certainly do um so i think just to kind of wrap up what we're saying here because we're going into a lot of rabbit holes which is awesome um (laughs) figure out what the data you want. Right. And that's, yes. that's having those relationships, building those, you know, conversations out, Like, What are you looking for? How are you doing things? Last year, my building was into discourse. Great. I made sure there was a question that says, was Jeff supporting a discourse type lesson? <laughs> understand. Never. Right. Never understand. <laughs> there's no plugs in that. Uh, understand. Who the data is for. Sometimes the data mm-hmm. is for you, the coach, because Correct. you need to keep a record. Sometimes the data is for the administrator trying to figure out what the big picture is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the data is for the teacher. Because I can sit down, if Lisa's my teacher, I can sit down with her and I would never show her this, but I can right. say, you know, look, we've worked together like 14 times this year. And every time you're asking me about forms, Let's do something with slides tomorrow or let's do some presentation things or, you know, always having an idea of when you walk into somebody. um, First of all, say you're sorry. But number two, always make sure that you have this vision for where you want to lead and follow that teacher. So we're talking about, you know, how to collect it, when to collect it, where to collect it. Now, I want to talk about the what was it? The Egyptian here. Yeah. I use the word data, data dashboards a lot. I know mm-hmm. you had mentioned Data Studio. One of the things that's on TeacherCast is how do you build Excel data? All of these are great yes. things. And, of course, uh, episode 200 we just had with a great coach named Jonathan. He was talking about like, Connect Hub, which yes. is a data dashboard within itself. Absolutely. Talk to us a little bit about Data Studio. I've used it. I understand it. I've learned a little bit about it. It still scares me cuz all I'm doing is importing a spreadsheet and pushing buttons. How do you use Data Studio? That's
2: the great that's the great thing about it is all I have to do is push a button. <laughs> <laughs> That Data Studio has has helped me take data to a whole new level. I've always understood formulas. Like I can look at a formula and read it and know what it's trying to do. But despite the fact that I know French and it is a foreign language and I can create full sentences in French, I cannot do it in spreadsheet talk. I can read it. I can understand it. Still have trouble creating it sometimes. So Data Studio, that's the big plug I have for it, is it does all your formulas for you. You pull that spreadsheet in. You tell it the information that you want. You tell Data Studio what information you want to visualize. And it pulls everything for you. You do have the ability to adjust things. Um, So, for example, if um, the answers were yes, no, but you want to quantify them, you can do a simple formula and change the the words to a number. You could also do that back on your original spreadsheet, um, but it just it. There are examples, so if you check out the link that that Jeff's going to have, um, check out the link because there are some examples at the end of the Data Studio um, slide deck that show some examples of pie charts and bar graphs. And like one teacher did averages for heart rate. And yes, it's going to look a little alarming because the low is zero and the high is 914. That's what you get when you're working with middle school kids. Um, So just be aware that you got to work with the students on this too sometimes. But the possibilities are endless. And if you go out there and do a search on Data Studio, there are examples of all kinds of just incredibleness out there for visualizing your data
1: and i'll again say there's no wrong answer but we want to make sure that we're having the data collected so we can give the right answer yes and right for you might be colorful and fancy and lovely and and, true that canva e and right for the board of ed might just be hey i need a i need a pie chart yes like you know total teacher interactions and and you know the other day my wife was saying how long do we have to keep our taxes for so let me ask you this when we're now looking at multi-year coaches mm-hmm. and, and and you know let's let's hyper Explain the term coaching cycle. I can now sit there being in my third year of this position going, you know, year one, I had 100 touches. Year two, I had 150. And now year three, I have 195. Yes. I can show my uh, value to the mm-hmm. district over time. That's my coaching cycle.
2: Yes. So, yes. So that is an overall coaching cycle. Absolutely. That's the big umbrella. Um, And then you've got the individual coaching cycles where you're working with a teacher for an extended period of time. So I might work with a group of six to 10 teachers during the first semester Um, and we meet once every week or every other week throughout that time and do the visits and the meets and so on. Um, so, yeah, there are actually two levels to that coaching cycle. And the one that you mentioned with the year over year, that is exactly what those administrators need to be seeing. Absolutely.
1: What's the future of all of this stuff? I mean, it, it, for me, it seems pretty black and white. And keep your data, keep updated with your data, get yourself into a system where it's just second nature. You work with the teacher, you go in the hallway, you fill out a form. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it, it, this isn't a chore. I'm certainly hoping that people don't leave this show and go, I have a new part time job. Like this is how you keep the job. This is how you show the mm-hmm. value. This is how you tell the story. But what's your long term with this? Like when you are working with districts, when you are working with your teachers, how do you go through and explain the value of this long term? Wow,
2: that's a deep question, Jeff. Um because I too I don't know if you just picked third third year out of the out of the air or what but I just finished my third year with the school district that I'm at and we are now to the point where there's that trust built and part of that trust has been built through the data and seeing you know the effect and the impact that I've been having with the teachers and the students. Um, and I think long term, it's important to keep that going because we can't just rest on our laurels. You know, they may have seen some great things in year one to year two to year three, um, but we can't peter out. We got to keep it going and we got to keep supporting ourselves. Like you said, you know, got to support ourselves and keep us going and, and keep showing our value because we're the ones in the classroom. Those administrators are not seeing what we do live in person, face to face, In the moment. So long term, we definitely have to keep that going. And as you keep it going, you find easier and faster ways to do it. You become more efficient with it. So for those of you who do feel like Jeff alluded to, you know, oh, it's a chore. No, it might feel like a chore at the beginning, um, but it quickly. Becomes just a part of what you do, kind of like if you've ever been to the doctor or a counselor and they, you know, you got a 45 minute appointment and they use the last 10 or 15 to document the notes, you know, physical therapy, you get 20 minutes and the last 10 minutes are they're documenting their notes. So we have to do that, too. Definitely important.
1: I think this is an important topic, and I think this is a topic that is that needs to be on the mind of so many instructional coaches like now especially Mm -hmm. as they're starting the year if you're not comfortable with data studio that's okay we'll help you through that if you're not understanding how a microsoft form to an excel sheet works it's okay we're here to help you through that if the word pivot table is not in your vocabulary (laughs) yet it's okay we'll help you through it i'm gonna give you probably the best advice that i can give any instructional coach when it comes to collecting data and i know this is weird stick with me if you're building a coaching form do not open up google forms don't (laughs) do not open up microsoft forms my advice is either a get a whiteboard and draw it out
2: Mm -hmm.
1: b uh, pencil and paper Mm -hmm. right c a word doc google doc Put it linear so that Yet. way you can see things. Last year, I made this gorgeous system. And then I realized three quarters of the way in that I was redundant. And I had questions that could have been mm-hmm. combined. And And if I did X and Y, then Z would have looked prettier. Yep. And I say the whiteboard because, of course, it's now visually in front of you. And you can erase mm-hmm. it and, and get yourself messy with that. But whenever I'm looking at what I refer to as spider charts, do it visually First, yes. Share it with a coach. You can reach out to me. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to Lisa at Forward Absolutely. Edge. Absolutely. You know what? What am I missing? Right? Because yeah. because look, I've done this for eight years, and every one of them has been some form of great and some form of ugh, I, I did that differently. <laughs> right. Right.
2: Well, I would even offer um, for those who like the tactile of the paper, use post-it notes. Yes. Because those you can move around. very easily, and you've got both the visual and the motion available to you, which is wonderful.
1: When I make my charts, the first question or the first section of that Google form is like, what type of interaction? And it's like Mm -hmm. conversation, coaching, IT-based, building, and and depending on which of those answers in the dropdown, that goes to layer two. And then layer two, I call it my algorithm. It wraps around, right? But I, you, you can't just open a
2: form. No, it's like don't a know. choose your don't, own adventure.
1: I don't know if this podcast is actually sounding good for it, but but you, I hope everybody gets where I'm going with this, right? And again, trust me, I have the content on TeacherCast to share yeah. with everybody. Like, like we we we're doing these presentations this year for you guys, um, but you got to draw it out, and you, and you got to change it around. You got to be able to make mistakes. with it. You got to go, oops, okay, that didn't work. Or oh, yes. oh I need it to yes or and that's uh, the
2: best way to get through this data is do it either succeed or fail miserably right you know and you keep going
1: and and it's okay try something but i urge you i think this entire show Lisa, is going to be called don't rely on your calendar right like (laughs) your your calendar should not be your data collection
2: well and that just kills me because i don't think i've ever known anyone that kept all their data in the calendar That's a new one for me.
1: (laughs) If you've learned something today, we'd love to hear from you guys. The best place to do that is to reach out to us on social media. You can find us at Ask the Tech Coach. Of course, you can find us at TeacherCast also. And we would love to hear your voice. Lisa, where can we learn more about the great things that you're doing? And tell us a little bit more about what Forward Edge is doing and how to get in touch with the group.
2: Awesome. Well, there are lots of ways to get, get in touch with us. Our website is forward edge .net um and you can see everything we've got there including our webinars we also have a podcast called um restart recharge it's um it #rrcoachcast um that's a great one to go see we also have our edu collective um it's getting ready to go through a little name change but it's a PLN for coaches um, so, be sure to check us out there. And then my personal Twitter handle is um, Lisa K, the letter K underscore tech talk.
1: All of his resources are going to be on our show notes over at episode number 208. I urge you to check out this episode, if not once, a couple times. Share this with your friends. Hit that like button, subscribe button. Head on over to AskTheTechCoach.com. Scroll to the bottom, join our instructional coaches group. We've got a lot of great stuff. Over the last four weeks, we have revamped our newsletter content we've revamped our coaching content we're going to be revamping our data content everything that we've been working on for the last couple of years i'm giving a nice shine to get everything ready and of course we're going to be doing our live shows and i hope lisa and her team over at forward edge joins us for a live show sometime yes i'm putting you on the spot
2: <laughs> i'd love to And that we can ra- speak french
1: we will like, <laughs> be speaking french
2: très bien. Très bien. <laughs>
1: Okay, you lost me there. But that wraps up this episode of the TeacherCast Educational Network. On behalf of Lisa and everybody here in Ask the Tech Coach, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work
0: in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.